So I'd like to talk about living ageless and genealogy. Uh, truth be told, it's where it all begins. Um, knowing where you came from in order to find your way to where you are going to become or be. As the family grill, I just had this thing for history. And my thesis is really a reference book in Southeast Louisiana, Louisiana um, because I uncovered a history that people were not aware of on the matriarch side of my family. And I can just go into that because my family or well, my bloodline is Cameroon, Equatorial Guinea on my mom's side. And, um, they are the Canary Archipelago Islanders that were enslaved in a certain part of southern South Louisiana. And they were they formed white rice. And the Germans turned that rice, they grinded that rice in mills and turned it into rice flour. And let's just be real, that wasn't a pretty history. But I was a part of that history because every Sunday we went to what they called the country. And we were able to digest a lot of the history. And at times I would hear my grandparents, especially my grandmother, speak in different tongues. Didn't really understand or understand at that time what was really happening. But my grandmother's dad was Italian. My grandmother um, was the daughter of a central South African from the Sangomi tribe. And she had she looked one way, but her behavior was that of her mom. And she still had the clucking in the back of her throat. That was kind of my entertainment because, I again, I was young. I didn't understand or understand why she made that noise. But it was really in honor of her mother. And it was a trait that she had picked up. And she chose not to lose it. Which is very admirable. Um, they, my grandparents had six children. And those children stayed out in that area where their parents were for, from. And uh, me, my cousins, and sisters and brothers, we're a creolization of that because we are the blackest Lenos. It's a history that's not really been told, but um, when I did my thesis, it did take me on um, to conventions to speak or lecture and to meet with historians about our history. It is not a joke because it is recorded and documented in the museums from the 1800s. So my family is there, and that's nothing going to change that. It's in the census book. On my dad's side, he was one generation removed from the African Zulus because he was a traveler, because he was a merchant marine, really. He traveled. And he would meet with the family and he brought back a lot of artifacts and items that has been in the safekeeping of my brother for many years. 
And I'm saying all this because a few weeks ago I went to uh, see to the museum to see Nefertiti. And it was overwhelming. But what I did walk away with is on every level, even in that space of that Egyptian world, there's rules. You don't overstep rules. The universe, the world is guided by rules. You don't break them. And that is kind of where the karmic law kicks in. Um, when sometimes we feel that we are above the rules. Our rules are made to be broken. And all those little cliches we come up with, it's not true. That's not true. There's a price to pay for things. I remember my second sister, years ago, she went to the Nefertiti uh, exhibit. And it was so overwhelming to her. She passed out. She became dizzy. And I don't know if that was just something in her soul about our history. I don't really know what it was, but it frightened me for many years. And so I didn't go. And when I did go this year, I literally made contact with a friend. I did not go by myself because in my mind, I was thinking, okay, this is a lot. And I might get overwhelmed like my sister. But it was good. But I did see all the gold and all. It, I mean, it was set up. It was beautiful. But you saw these doors and you saw all these different elements. And you realize there's laws to this game. There's rules that we can't overstep. If we overstep them, it's not always good. Because what happens is sometimes I, well, sometimes we go through things and we may do things that's not really good. And we have to go and ask for forgiveness. And I'm staying on all levels. That's what I kind of walked away with, the rules. But see, sometimes we can ask for forgiveness, but time. We may get stuck in that time and can't get out of it. That's the struggle. Because then it becomes us having to forgive ourselves. And the most high. It's just not easy. It's really not. Like Casey, a friend of mine, said, this is a wonderful quote from her. I love it. It's like licking honey from a thorny rose bush. Thinking that we don't have rules and that we don't have laws. And we can just say and do anything. I feel no repercussions for it. Just, I can do that. 
It's not true. So I'm just saying that because it's so important to know our history. Um, and because I do know my history, it's not easy to pull the rug from underneath me. It's unfortunate. And I will tell anybody, if you want to start your family genealogy, say maybe you only know it as far back as your grandparents. I know it as far back as my great-great-grandparents. And on my matriarch side of the family. Not that. I only know as far back as my grandparents on my daddy's side. I don't know any more anymore about that. So, you know, but if you want to start somewhere, and I would suggest this to anybody, start with writing your own bio. Because one day, you may not be here anymore. So that next generation can pick up and say, okay, this is the bio of the person that did the research, the research for the family. And then they can tell your legacy and whatever you did in life. You were a teacher 35 years. You were a doctor. You were a lawyer. Whatever you were, um, you left behind for the family as a part of your legacy. And they can start there. And then they'll go to the next generation, the, the last generation, and, and continue. And I will tell anybody, start it with the Mormon genealogy. It's like the world's largest genealogy book. And I can assure you, you're going to find it there. I'm not too much about all these other little ancestries and all that stuff, because I think that's like third parties. But the Mormon is like right in your face. And when you go to that Mormon genealogy, you will find a lot of things in there. I mean, signatures and everything else. So, you know, I, I just think it's a very good place to start off with. And then, um, you know, move through... As much it's unfortunate when people don't have any of that. I was very fortunate to have my grandparents um, for many years, and um, I know how it shaped me and it molded me for a rough time in life that I would have to survive because it was their inheritance. A lot were taken from families during a period of time in history. But they also looked for the survivors among the children and grandchildren. And I would honestly say I, I knew my grandparents peeped it out very young. So in closing... I just did a blog about lifestyle, and I don't know what I am. Uh, it's all about this lifestyle thing, but I would tell anybody, just live a clean, righteous life. Don't allow people to bring your past out, because God has already dropped the charges. So that's what they need to do, and live their life, and serve themselves a, a big bowl of self-love, and get on with their lives. Um... And that's about all I can say. But I just did this one about Fabulous Biscuits and SpillTea.com. 
It's about healthy lifestyle because I am working out with a personal trainer and it's been a challenge, but I am breathing through the tension and releasing the weaknesses because that's what the body does. It re- it, it releases uh, weaknesses through pain. And so it's kind of that no pain, no gain. I don't know. I don't know. And then also something else I've been doing recently, I've been reflecting on old um, lyrics from songs. And I was listening to this song and I'm not word for word, so don't quote me, but it was the staple singers and they had this song called Respect Yourself. And I mean, it's like things was so clear when they were talking about the pollution and they were talking about cover your mouth. That'll be a part of the solution when you cough. So I'm listening to this. I'm like, wow, are they talking about the pandemic? This is a song from like the late 60s or the 1970s or something like that. So it's really deep. And sometimes, you know, we can find so much in lyrics of songs. You know, I was listening to something from Bob Marley and he was Cornerstone. I think that's a cool song as well. When he's talking about every every stone a builder throw away, it becomes the head cornerstone. I mean, it's just deep when you really listen or read those lyrics. Because I get caught in detail, so sometimes I might listen to a song, but then I have to Google and look at the lyrics. So hopefully you will continue growing um, on your spiritual path. Um, read. Study to show yourself approved. There's a lot of things that go into it. If you don't control, I'm learning this with the exercise. If you can't control your body, you're not controlling your mind, you're not controlling your spirit, your soul, you're not doing any of that. The first week in training, um, when I tell you everything hurt. But I also know that when you come away, you still have to work on yourself. Okay? If you feel that, because sometimes I see people with knee brace and stuff. But if you have a knee problem and you work out, put something around your knee when you're not working out. That is a continuum of the process of healing. Um. If you have a vulnerability in the arm, put a a brace on the arm when you're not working out. And hopefully you'll get a trainer that is cognizant of those things and then not overwork those areas. But in all honesty, it's really worth it, the energy level and everything that comes with it. And as well, eating healthy, it's a combination. It really is. So if you just have, you attract people in your life that just sit and gossip and just party and always backyard barbecues, I have nothing against those things. But you know what? When you start wanting to level up, to have your upgrades, you get from amongst them. You don't have to give them no explanation. You just get from amongst them. And you go allow yourself to attract and surround yourself 
with people with like minds. That's one of the rules. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. And I think sometimes that's where a lot of people fall short because they don't want to follow the rules. I had someone tell me one time that a lot of kids don't really have ADHD. They just become anxious because they don't want to conform. Everything in moderation, everything in moderation, you don't conform to everything because you do have your common sense. Somebody tell you jump off of a building, you don't do it. So um, if you get a chance, go to my Fabulous Biscuits and Spill Tea. I would appreciate it. And I also, I have this um, back support for people, again, as an extension of working out and stuff. Sometimes, you, you know, around the house, you can still put something around you or whatever to support so that you can lean into the whole process. So in closing, I would like to say my divine salutes your divine. Namaste.